Alrighty, good evening everyone and welcome back to Soak to 20. Uh, I guess not necessarily new anymore, but we are a Heroes of the Storm podcast. We are here trying to soak up as much knowledge as we can, uh, whether it's in esports, balancing strats, but uh, and then how we can take that to our games at home. I am your host, Dax, and with me as always on this quest for knowledge is Casey. Casey, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good this evening, Daxy boy. Doing pretty good, man. <laughs> oh, now did you get any games in this week? How are your games been since? Uh, I yeah. guess since uh, since we last spoke about the evil of Storm League. Yeah, yeah. How about it? Like just the the toxicity of Storm League and and just what kind of a clown fiesta that is. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, this week was was much better. Um, not not not. Uh, not extremely positive still it's still you know the clown fiesta that is storm league but uh <laughs> much better i think i think i went positive this last week i didn't keep complete track of uh my win rate but you know got to play with friends and not lose more points than we won which means we probably were positive because i climbed so yeah you're climbing <laughs> yeah yeah so and we all know that blizzard promotes this as a uh friendly play with your friends game except when you play with your friends we're gonna punish you and not mm-hmm. give you anywhere near as many points as you would yeah. if you solo queue so they still yeah they still uh, take points away from you <laughs> feels yeah, bad and they take <laughs> and they take more when you lose and uh give less when you win because you're coordinated right you're mm-hmm. coordinated yeah so. no so but yeah I, I guess i guess for me it's been a wild week uh i actually got to appear on the q for fun podcast now they did request yeah. you to reach out to them so hopefully we'll get to have you on there uh but the lovely ladies over there uh very instrumental i guess uh to, to put it uh in, in starting and, and just getting me to pull the trigger on, on starting this uh podcast mm-hmm. with you um so big thanks to them for having me on but it was fun uh and we talked a little bit over there about how we you know in general how we fix storm league so it kind of it pivots very well into that conversation there. Um, but really good. That episode is out. Uh, if you want to check that again, anywhere uh, you get your podcast queue for fun. Uh, but it's Wicked Kitten, Sophia, and Annalise. Uh, but well done on that podcast there. And I got to touch base. I, I, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but I think we were upon another pandemic here in the Nexus, Casey. And I, I'm not about it. But in my games all week, I've seen Malfurions. And they've all gone deep roots instead of Emerald Dream, and it drives me insane. Really? And yeah, well, it's I haven't deep really roots. seen too many Malfurions, and when I do see them, they're going Emerald Dream, and it's really making it hard to play Diablo against these assholes. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, unless if they're on my team, then they go deep roots, and yeah, yeah, no. and, <laughs> and it's just like, no, stop this, stop this right now, and then yeah, what is this madness? And then this I guess not Sparta. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, no, right yeah. Talent. Put people to sleep. Put people to sleep. Like this, this Please, talent. They didn't you. adjust it. Yeah, and then a bunch of Gazlos as well. I don't know if like the shakeup. And, and we can use this as a transition here um, just from observations since CCL was back on. But uh, Hogger, Diva, and Sonia still being picked in the CCL. Uh, so we did see a little bit of that nerf there. But I don't believe 
Um, you know, it really, I think, I guess it leaves a little bit more uh, more options. I did see some Yorel uh, picked up a handful of times as well, but just a ton of Gaslow in my games again. And maybe that's just because of the Lucio band being uh, bugged still. Uh, and, you know, the grab bomb outside of maybe just Uther and the horrible positioning of teams uh, in, yeah. in the, the silver to gold range that you know, just Gaslow is, is still everywhere. Less Asmodans this time, though, but... He did see that nerf, and, and I think it finally clicked there. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Asmodan's still um, around. It's not completely gone. Um, still a strong push hero, and especially in, you know, the silver and gold range where we love to hang out is uh, it's it's impactful because people will just ignore it. You know, if you don't have a, a team and, and someone's babysitting it, you can get value doing it, and so why not? Um, I agree, too, though. That it's... it's uh, it doesn't surprise me to see heroes like Diva and Hogger still being picked uh, by the CCO players. That uh, what's Hogger's thirteen talent that where he just whacks you and takes away your your spell damage? Is it pummel? Um, pummel. Yep, that's it. Yeah, it, it's so powerful, right? And then especially like in those those high coordinated environments with with those people up on the upper, upper echelon. You, it, you limit so much damage being put out there with, with one quick swipe that you can't not take him, right? It, yeah, they nerfed him back to normal settings. So now when he goes in to take a camp, he's not ripping through it faster than light. He's normally taking it just like anyone else would. So it's not like you really lost much. You just don't have that ridiculously quick camp clear anymore. So still usable. Uh, the diva, same thing. She's just tanky as all get out and disruptive as all hell, right? And then you got the zoning abilities with it. So, but yeah, I tuned in uh, for a little bit of the CCL. Didn't catch everything. I saw all the end results. Um, I like that the you know there's there's quite a bit of parity shakeup. It seems like through the middle and even like the two top end teams with simplicity and storm. They don't feel far and above away from the rest. Like I feel like back in HGC days, you know we'd have those one two or three teams at the top and then you'd have like that mid tier that they're competitive but they don't really consistently beat those top three or top two and then it just comes down to those top two in each region right mm -hmm. but i like it i, I ccl has been super interesting i'm i'm a big fan all right, then when, let me hit this bumper here and we can just jump right into it i do yeah. enjoy this part all right, so CCL is was back on this particular weekend after taking the small holiday break off. So running down the games there, uh, on Saturday we had Granite Gaming taking on Chili Mountain, uh, and Granite got their first win of the season in a reverse sweep fashion, uh, beating, again, Chili Mountain, who actually 3-0'd, I believe, 30K the, the week prior. So... Um, Maybe I would granted it is on the up and up. Uh, and then the second game of that uh, Saturday evening was Oxygen and Wildheart, and that was a fantastic series. Um, and uh, I have this listed backwards, so but I believe Oxygen won three two uh, in, in that particular series. And then Sunday, nice. 30k getting their second loss in a row to Simplicity. They did win game one, um, and then unfortunately lost the next three. Uh, and then what I think yeah. was the best series 
um, of the entire weekend was Diamond Hands versus Storm. And then to your point, Casey, uh, I mean, Storm is a good team. They're like one of the newer teams of this season, drafted really well, as well as it used to be Onyx, but now Diamond Hands. Uh, but again, just putting on the best game, I think, of this weekend. And, you know, Storm ended up winning uh, a heartbreaker in, uh, real close in, in the game five and, and taking the series 3-2. Yeah, and it even felt like that you know game two was mm-hmm. in Diamond Hands control on that Sky Temple game. Uh, it seemed like they were just gonna kind of slowly edge them out by taking those objectives, but uh, you know that that huge boss play uh, late game that uh, th- that they were able to pick up there, um, uh, Storm Esports was able to pick up there, um, and then the, uh, the the constant fighting towards the end there. It's kind of like Diamond Hands just kind of gave it away right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and i mean i, I know we talked uh, a little bit about that sky temp that happened to be on sky temple um mm-hmm. and uh diamond hands i believe had no i'm sorry uh, storm was able to get the bala um and then yeah. funds was able to last pick hammer and um and i just like i said one thing like this i think this week just to bring home to our games is just build diversity Mm-hmm. And, and at least knowing the heroes kits because like yeah. i know even for me like i couldn't tell you the name of half the talents um mm-hmm. i just usually click talents by the pictures um yep. but a lot of heroes have a lot of good builds and i think what ended up pushing it you know post level 20 was uh the far far flight quiver for volo that added range because they also their other damage dealer was a genji uh mm-hmm. and just be able to able to poke down the hammer uh, then come in the late game, they were able to win that that team fight there at the end and eventually win it. But uh, but just being able to like adapt on the fly, even with a first pick hero like Vala, like most people are just going W build, um, and then they went strafe uh, for Sky Temple, which makes sense. But instead of going the infinite upgrade, just knowing you know to win a team fight, you're gonna have to be able to to poke safely, which I think it's like eight point five. I think it's extended to her auto attack range. Um, I don't know for sure, but it, yeah, it does get extended there, and it's really cool that they ended up, you know, switching up builds. I completely agree with you 100% on build diversity. I do it a lot playing myself, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just overall great series, right? Yeah, but as long as you don't take deep roots, just take Emerald Dream, and then we'll and <laughs> yeah, then we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, yeah. But then looking, please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, yes, please. Just the double CC uh, is silly because it's a sleep, a two second sleep on top of the root itself. So my I'll, favorite is when I have a Malfurion on my team that takes it, and you watch uh, other players get caught in the root and then get cleansed out of the root and immediately go to sleep. <laughs> it's the greatest. Uh, yeah, you gotta gotta learn around that there a little bit, and, and actually the incremental damage as well. You have to be careful. That's the the issues with sleep, uh, coordinated mm-hmm. environments. Um, you know, you can kind of secure the kill, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that, uh, definitely comes into play, but, uh, you know, just all around, just looking at the standings here for CCL, uh, simplicity, like you mentioned, sitting at the top at four one, uh, and tied with storm esports at four and one as well. And I believe simplicity already beats storm esports. So that's why they are the number one, uh, 30 K sitting at three and two, uh, and then a four-way tie between Wildheart, Chili Mountain, Diamond Hands, and Oxygen uh, for fifth place. 
all sitting at a 2-3 record. So this weekend actually has a good lineup of games uh, here. So Wildheart is taking on 30K, uh, which would you know put Wildheart in a good step to jump up to third place if they were able to win there. Um, Simplicity versus Granite. Let's see if you know Granite caught fire here, at, you know, towards the end of the season, or maybe they can catapult and build off of this uh, win off of Chili Mountain this this past week. So that's the Saturday lineup there. Um, do you have a game that uh, you, you you know off the top of your head here, just looking at it, like you would prefer to watch or or uh, from the Saturday's group? Yeah, yeah. Um, from the Saturday group, I, I like the Wild Heart 30K matchup. Mm-hmm. Both teams are you know kind of middle of the pack it seems like both teams did really really well last season they have pretty similar uh rosters to what they had last season so going into this next weekend they're gonna have quite a bit of familiarity between each other um and that always always bodes well for a competitive match right like you're, you're gonna get that um those specific bands that are targeted for specific heroes to not do certain things that you want them to on on specific maps right like you might see uh, some Rexar bans to keep Hasu off of the four-man Rexar, which it's not even not even being played a whole lot anymore. But if there's a specific map that it could work well on, like a D Shire, for instance, or or heck, even a Braxis, I mean, you might see weird bans like that to keep keep them off of that. And you know, both teams are playing super competitively. Um, I know their records are floating around that 500 mark, but they've been in every series pretty much. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. And then Sunday's got a great lineup. I mean, if you're going to choose, I guess, to one day or the other, I think Sunday would be the day to watch. Uh, the first mm-hmm. game is going to be Chili Mountain taking on Diamond Hands. Uh, both Again, both tied at two and three. You know, Dar- Diamond Hands losing that heartbreaker. Chili Mountain ha- should have the confidence. They did beat 30K, um, mm-hmm. and, and who knows what happens there. And then Storm taking on Oxygen, which Oxygen won uh, a, a decent uh series against Wildheart. So, um <clears throat> pardon me there. Uh but I, again, I think yeah, a, a good, this is just a solid week as as the rest of the the brackets shake out here. I, I think we're going to have a lot of good games and a lot of good uh matchups and and, and a good amount of shakeups coming up in the the standings here. Mhm. Definitely. Yeah. What, who, who's what's your favorite team to watch on the on the weekends do you have one or you like just following everybody i've obviously i'm sure you're pretty partial to one <laughs> in specific. yeah yeah so so for me like i said i i, I don't want to say uh i have to root for 30k but i do enjoy 30 30k <laughs> i like the roster uh i love justin's drafts i love watching mm-hmm. Wildheart goon uh and company fantastic organization uh just a great person to just kind of vibe with um and, and like i said i just love how Justin breaks down drafts uh if i can i'd like to like i said at least put a, a feelers out there if we want to do a drafting episode um and just how he breaks down individual components of a draft versus set roles and that's just really intriguing to me and i find it so interesting and just to be able to galaxy brain a draft uh the way that uh, at least remotely the way he does i, I, I will never be able to draft, draft as good as Justing, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, again, Diamond Hands. I, I love the organization there as well. Uh, Chris uh, doing his own thing uh, with that, and uh, again, it's hard to like not root for everybody. I, I, like I just enjoy uh, competitive hots being back and having something able to look forward to on the weekends, and I, like I, I just kind of self tilt. Uh, <laughs> looking, you know, if I have anything to do over the weekends, um, which. 
uh, yeah, is, you know, during this particular time, we have uh, HOTS every single weekend. So, uh, but I guess for me, being the uh, social content editor for 30K, I, I, I tend to lean that way. Uh, I yeah. mean, do you have a favorite yourself? Um, I, I love to support Goon. Um, mm-hmm. So Wild Heart and, and same, same, you know, like watching um, some of the drafts by Justing or Pit Kid, um, just some wacky ass team comps come mm-hmm. out and the way that they make them work is, is fun to see. Um, but me being a, a tank player, I love watching Lauber play. So Stormy mm-hmm. Sports is always on my radar um, this season and uh being able to catch some of his games um it, it's fun to really watch him get in there he's a super aggressive tank and now that they've got bbj behind him it's just so fun to watch those two it, it, it to see him be able to work and, and just push out there and bbj just follows up and either is keeping him alive helping mm-hmm. him lock people down it, it's it's fun they're exciting to watch yeah, I mean, that was a great pickup. I think it was just a good all-around trade for both teams there back mm-hmm. in the draft, just BBJ going to play with Lobber. Uh, they both enjoy playing with each other, and then 30K able to t- pick up X-Ray um, for their own main tank role, who's you know doing a fantastic job pivoting from the healer role uh, into the tank role. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and doing a great job there as well. So, uh, But just good heads up, like trading and player evaluation from uh, Storm there for sure. Um, and then, you know, if they first pick Lobber there, probably taking some sort of advice from Lobber on, you know, who he wants to play with or who he plays well with. Because, uh, like, even in MGS and our amateur stuff at home, like continuity, like we were kind of talking about that before the game started here. Or, I'm sorry, the podcast yeah. started. Just having that continuity, and it's like those comms where you know you don't have to say anything. You just kind of know the positioning of your tank and know just to follow up with extra CC or your damage, and it doesn't really necessarily have to be called. Um, and it's super super important. And then you know the newer teams. I mean, even like Diamond Hands and Storm. I mean, they're doing really well this season for being two brand new teams. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, I, I can't talk about it enough. Just e- even being a part of uh the amateur and gsc scene uh the past couple seasons um playing with a coordinated environment it, it makes the game so much more fun right but then also when you're playing with a team and your chemistry is there on the on the level that you don't have to make as many call outs it, it just makes things uh so much more satisfying in a way uh, i it's hard to explain if you're not there but just uh the nice follow-ups on things it, it makes some pretty spectacular moments it's fun so yeah, good to see in the in the ccl as well yeah absolutely anything else on ccl before we uh move on to uh our hero spotlight for the week mm, i would just say uh i love competitive hot so uh let's keep it rolling <laughs> yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Like I said, this is new. Like I said, I came into late to the game. It was like 2018. Um, you know, HGC was, I, I just started watching it and it kind of was, you know, unfortunately was taken away. So uh, this is just all new and exciting to me and, and having, you know, able to, you know, root for a team. Like I, like I, I watch sports um, and I'm a sports fanatic uh, outside of video games. So it's just fun to uh, mix the, the two hobbies and, and, uh, passions uh and and it's just it's really nice to be a part of yep i cannot agree more 
Alrighty, let's hit this bumper. Level up. Alright, level up. We are going to be talking about the Nexus Nexus's favorite dwarf <laughs> here uh, this week. And we're talking about Murden, the last the last quote unquote easy tank, as it's labeled by uh, Heroes of the Storm. Um mm-hmm. And I guess just right off the bat here, your initial thoughts being a tank player, um, your thoughts on Murden. Um, he's he's not in the greatest of places right now. He's he's had some uh, stronger points in uh, the past of Hots. He's definitely playable. I mean, I truly feel that any hero is really playable at the right time, and if you have the right right uh, pilot behind it, um, he's definitely a pickable hero in specific areas like I, I still like to pick them um against certain comps and on specific maps boe being one of them because you can just go straight hammer build which is basically just the hammer talents at one and four and uh you can really help your team slay that that uh that immortal you know and mm-hmm. um uh if you can cause major disruption on on teams that have uh you know, like squishy backliners that like to keep the distance. Um, Murden has an ability to be able to hop over tanks and just get to a backline. Um, I don't know if I 100% agree with the easy difficulty. I don't know that tanking is very an e- it's very much an easy thing to do in this game. Um, you're kind of the brunt of all blame and uh, never the glory of the success, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of a lot of uh, um, coordination put on or like uh, setup put on your shoulders and then also protection at the same time. So, um, I would say of the tanks, he is pretty easy to play. Like his abilities, uh, definitely. There's not much to him, right? You have the one skill shot with with uh, your Q talent on the Stormbolt. Mm-hmm. Um. But besides that, you're you're pretty straightforward. The the heroics are point and click or or just click, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and your trait is something that you don't really have to think about. It just does it. Um, so um, I would agree uh, of the tanks. He's an easy hero, but I don't necessarily agree that tanking is easy. No, I I agree with you. And then we can actually it's a good segue there. We can jump right into these talents. But I, I think Murden is. Kit wise, not very complex, but I think he requires a lot of finesse, um, mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's where the difficulty comes in. Um, mm-hmm. But just I, I guess so here. So you mentioned the trait; it's called Second Wind, um, and what this does is Murden restores fifty five health per second uh, when he hasn't taken da- taken damage uh, for four seconds. And then while he's actually below 40% health, that's actually increased to 111%. So uh, if you're able to get in and out and survive, uh, and you can be less of a taxing burden from your uh, healer, where you can have, you you can tank with, Mur- you can grab Murden as a tank, uh, and then maybe some of those healers like an Uther or uh, maybe a Kerosene that, you know, doesn't necessarily pump out an insane amount of damage, but uh, you're able to heal yourself up. And then actually, let's see here. So, and then Burden, Murden off of his trait actually has a baseline quest uh, where you want to hit your hit twenty five heroes with your storm storm bolt, uh, which is your Q. And then he just actually throws out a hammer, dealing one hundred and ten damage. And then it's a one point two five second stun, as Casey mentioned. That would be your skill shot. Uh, I don't know the range off the top of my head, but it's it's a decent amount of range. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't pierce. 
um, <laughs> until right uh, you away. actually, yeah, right away until you finish the quest there. Uh, and then once you hit those 25 heroes, um, uh, let's see. Yes. And then, and then, uh, it does pierce and then basic attacks reduce the cooldown, uh, by one second and restore three mana. So, uh, like you said, you can jump in there, get the cues off. If you go Q, uh, at level one, uh, like as Casey mentioned, gives you a little extra PVE damage there. Uh, as well um and then onto murden's w has thunderclap so it's uh murden actually the animation is he just kind of slams the, the ground blasts nearby enemies in the ring for 96 damage and slows them by 30 percent for two and a half seconds and this is the important one i think a lot of people tend to ignore uh but heroes hit by thunderclap actually reduced attack speed by 30 percent really good into the auto attackers um, jump in the back line whether they have a Cassia or you know essentially an Avala or a Tychus uh, and things like that able to reduce that uh, auto attack damage uh, is really important there uh, and then how you actually engage and disengage will be E on the dwarf toss uh, is uh, Murden's leap you, you leap in you do a small amount of incremental damage 59 uh, but as you land you gain 30 armor for two seconds and reduce all damage taken by 30%, but that's just off of the based armor. That's what armor does, um, reduces the damage you do take. So it gives him a little bit of a survivability uh, in or out of those team fights there. Mm -hmm. So that would be the base kit. Casey, do you want to uh, cover the ultimates here for Murden? Just kind of your thoughts on both of these. I know you mentioned them a little bit uh, and have yeah. some notes here. So, yeah, why don't you go over uh, Murden's uh, ultimates here? Yeah, so um, Murden's two ultimates are Avatar and Haymaker. So um, Avatar is going to transform Murden uh, into like a behemoth dwarf for 20 seconds. <laughs> he uh, gains a ton of health, a thousand to be exact. Um, so it just makes you a lot more sustaining and tanky. Um, Haymaker ability, which is his second ultimate, um, it's a point and click uh, ability. And um, basically what it does is you stun a hero um, and send them flying in the opposite direction uh, of Muradin. So there's a wind-up, uh, and then you deal... It's his damage ult. You deal 319 damage, knock the target back. Um, if you hit enemy, any of the enemies in the way, so like if you get behind on the backline and hit a backline hero through their tank, it'll actually damage their tank as well for 319 damage. Um, and knock them off to the side. So two um, entirely different abilities. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, as a tank player, I don't recommend Haymaker for Storm. It's really a four-step, uh, I think, more effective in a coordinated setting. Um, I think you're going to pretty much want to always go Avatar, <laughs> no matter what you're doing. And you could still build a damage Murden uh, going Avatar. It's just going to keep you alive longer to do more damage, so... They don't call it playmaker for a reason. Um, That's right. But but no, no yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To your point, I mean, it's it it kind of lends itself to being you kind of have to play poorly, like in that tank roll, right? You gotta like leap into the back line where they can just turn around and stun you, um, and you used your disengage to get back there to try and get that pick. Um, I mean, you can use it as a disengage tool where you know if the tank steps up, like Diablo. You know, charges in, you can kind of punch Diablo back or, or out of the way. Uh, and then, you know, th then there's no front line for the enemy team. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I like Avatar. Um, but, I mean, I guess Haymaker does have its purposes, but I think you need to be yeah. in comms and, and, uh, and just understand 
uh, what's going on because you know you have your like I said in storm league like no one's in comms and the tank like you said the tanks just go up do their engage there's no follow up and they die and then somehow it's the tank's fault uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think Murden definitely falls into some of these pitfalls. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The a lot of times too you'll you'll find yourself taking haymaker, jumping into the, the behind their team knocking a target over to your team and your team unloaded all of their the other team's tank so they have no follow-up anyways it's just kind of pointless putting yourself uh in bad bad position and um usually your target's not going to get down in those cases at least in storm league yeah absolutely so I guess looking at that, at the kit here for Murden, I mean, do you have a specific, I, I mean, it's a tank uh, and healers kind of the same way. They don't really necessarily have a combo, uh, but I guess like best practices, like where you like to be, uh, your positioning when you're, when you're playing Murden, um, just yeah. like, hints, tips, and tricks uh, for sure. on I, the dwarf. I think with Murden, you, you're, you're, you can be a little bit more position forward because you do have your dwarf toss to get you out of hairy scenarios. And he is a pretty tanky tank, right? He's got a lot of health to him. When you do use your Dwarf Toss, you get that armor, um, which is going to keep you alive a little bit longer as well. Um, but for the most part, you're you're just kind of walking in front of your team. You're, you're not you're not like a Diablo or uh, a Nubarak where you're waiting for a dive opportunity, right? You want to kind of hold your Dwarf Toss to be able to jump back or away from things. Um, unless you know for sure you can get onto a backline and one-shot somebody, mm-hmm. which won't happen until late game and only if you're building for that type of scenario. I think for most parts, Murden, you're going to position pretty much similarly to most other tanks. You're protecting your backline, letting them do the right things, and you're just trying to get your storm bolt on uh, some people you're going to work front to back a lot of times, which basically means kill the tank first of the opposing team and work to the back line. Um like I said, there are ways you can build him to threaten backlines yourself. If if your team behind you is sustaining and they can keep themselves alive, that you know the other tank on the other team isn't uh, very threatening, and you're able to keep their backline away from your team, um, you can play him multiple ways. Uh, but for the most part, I think you want to try and keep a pretty sustained type build where you stay alive and just annoy the crud out of the the front line on the mm-hmm. other team yeah absolutely i mean i think him and etc both they don't really necessarily see a whole bunch of works themselves they just kind of rise and fall themselves with where the mm-hmm. meta shakes out um but i did see a reddit post and i don't have it pulled up so shame on me uh but they Uh-oh. did mention they were going to do something with murden's quest uh, the Q talent, I think, at level one, um, which you know, kind of, it, it gives Murden more damage on his Q, which may, again, we talked about a little bit, um, lead to bad play from your tanks mm-hmm. in the early game, where they're just, you know, using their stun or their peel uh, to get uh, just get their stacks and potentially do more damage come uh, in the late game. So I did see that on Reddit, and it was mentioned by. Um, uh, the new, uh, uh, I guess, the alleged balance designer. Uh, I guess whoever oh. the person is in there uh, that he did mention that uh, they will be looking at Murden. Okay. I wonder if they're planning on maybe giving him a loan talent there. It, I guess if they shake, yeah, I guess if they shake out, like it could be a loan talent. Um, yeah. 
but you know maybe he just gets the extra damage and then when he dies it does less damage mm, possibly <laughs> but they can make that work out I, it, it'd be kind of funky right i mean it's I, I i the perfect storm talent that that q on level one which just basically every time you you um hit a storm bolt it, it's increasing your damage incrementally um mm -hmm. and then you know the ability scales too so it's gonna get stronger and stronger as the game goes on um but uh yeah i think the only reason why you really take that talent at level one is if you're going to take sledgehammer at two and you could still take sledge or four i'm sorry you could still take sledgehammer at four without taking perfect storm at one um a lot of people believe that that perfect storm talent is useless i think it still has its <laughs> benefits here and there especially if you're if you're able to line up cues regularly and and stack off of it you can um get quite good value out of it um the changes that they did dwarf block earlier this year or late last year can't remember mm -hmm. what it was when they added the the block charges on dwarf block um for your dwarf toss uh kind of you know brought that back into meta and third wind's always you know pretty contested at that uh at that talent yeah i at that uh level i see it for me at level one like i've taken all like all of all like perfect storm and third wind are usually my go-to um, mm -hmm. Perfect Storm, I think I only take on uh, BOE for the extra race. But mm -hmm. the way it's shaking out currently, I mean, it's it's the uh, Dwarf Block and Perfect mm -hmm. Storm are both at 48% win rate. It's just Perfect Storm, the Q talent, is at a 61% popularity um, versus Dwarf Block's 16. But, uh, you mm -hmm. know, just shy, like 48.96 of 49% win rate is Dwarf Block. So, uh, you know, that added armor, and th again, that could be with maybe with Vala uh, again like most people are going W build um, or the Tychus the, the resurgence of Tychus that you know you maybe you need those extra uh, that 75 instead of the 30 um, mm -hmm. and then at four Sledgehammer I, I think I go Sledgehammer 100% of the time uh, to get mm -hmm. that, that that pierce because Sledgehammer I'll read this uh, but it, it deals 350% damage to non-heroic enemies so again that essentially gives you what perfect storm will eventually do anyway and then hitting a hero mm -hmm. actually grants you an additional stack so you'll be able to get the the double um or the penetrating stun uh which mm -hmm. i think is, is really valuable so um with with those two but but i do agree with you i think perfect storm is viable i i, I don't know why <laughs> third wind is i guess it's 46 percent win rate but i don't know why the third wind is as low as it is but i do enjoy third one but maybe it's because i don't trust my healers in storm league yeah uh, because they take deep roots at level one you got to remember too that uh Murden's perfect storm talent at one is infinite stacking so you, you you keep going as long as you're hitting heroes and then when you get that piercing um at the 25 stacks if you take sledgehammer you're you're stacking uh double towards that piercing so you'll get your piercing sooner yep um but yeah, the the infinite stacking helps out a ton, especially when on a map like BOE, you pretty much always want to take Perfect Storm at one, um, because you can just wallop the immortal with just a couple <laughs> cues and wreck it. And then once you do get your, you know, your twenty five stacks um, from your trait, you're 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 reducing the cooldown with every auto attack. So you can just sit on the immortal and ignore defending your own. You just melt the immortal yourself mm -hmm. but yeah it, you know 
speaking of like talent diversity and whatnot, the, you, with Murden, you, you do build him very different based off of how you're going to play him and, you know, what you're playing into and what maps you're playing on. Um, on BOE, I'm almost, like I said, I'm almost always going with those Q talents at one and four. Um, and then at seven, you, you can, you have major diversity there. Either give them the axe or Skullcracker, give them the axe is kind of meme um, But if you want to be an assassin, uh, on a tank you can you can hit pretty hard with that sucker mm -hmm. um but yeah you going down the line you're you know usually taking avatar still so you can just sit there and, and tank away um bronze beard rage helps you out a ton especially when you're taking those q talents um bronze beard range gets more benefit from your uh your q hits um heals you more damages more um so it just makes sense uh at that point and then um, usually you're taking stone form at 16 to stay alive. You pop your avatar, pop your stone form after your avatar so that your health pool is deeper because your stone form is uh, based off of a percentage of your health base. So you always want to try and get the habit of popping storm for stone form after avatar. Um, and then I don't know if I ever pick anything but rewind at 20 uh, on Murden. I don't know that there's a major reason. Like, if you do go Haymaker, it's fun to be able to, um, you know, Grand Slam multiple people. Um, I have taken Unstoppable Force a couple times to just become even tankier, but uh, <clears throat> the rewind ability is just so huge at 20. It makes sense. You, you can basically one-shot any squishy from, you know, almost 13 <laughs> on yeah it's it's tough and then like so yeah bronze beard rage like just uh catching back up here so bronze beard rage uh at 13 the highest win rate talent mm -hmm. as you mentioned just does uh damage thorns if you've played any other uh, other game but does damage for any enemies near you and heals for 75 percent of that damage um stone form 51 percent, not the best at 16 uh actually dwarf launch uh two percent higher which increases the range of your of your leap mm -hmm. your e by 40 percent, and then hitting an enemy with dwarf toss reduces its cooldown by two seconds uh and that's per enemy hit so that should be able to stack so you can kind of get in engage do your thing and get out but to your mm -hmm. point then rewind uh, what rewind does is it just essentially resets all of your basic ability uh, cooldowns. So you can you know jump in, stun, uh, you know thunderclap, reduce auto attack damage, get your armor, uh, and then mm -hmm. just you know hit rewind and just stay in there. And then you know if you find yourself in a hairy situation, you can kind of leap back out. So, yep. um, but just a good all around build for Murad in there. Um, hopefully you know that helps um, anyone. I, I think Murden's one of those tanks. Um, I actually enjoyed Murden when I first started playing the game. He was the first tank that I kind of uh, clicked onto. I enjoyed playing him, uh, and then I think I progressed to Diablo. But just overall, right now in the current meta, sitting at a forty-eight, almost forty-eight and a half percent win rate, so not necessarily uh, the highest. But just to put that into perspective, just uh, Garrosh, Diablo, and Johanna also uh, at forty-eight percent win rate, which I think we touched base a little bit last week. Um, where a new Barak may, uh, and uh, you know those melee assassins playing that tank role, uh, and mm -hmm. Uther, Uther themselves just kind of being able to fulfill uh, the duties, um, and then these other you know tanks not not with maybe as much um, utility, I guess. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, 
but yeah, there is that. Um, so let's talk about drafting Murden. I mean, what, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're banned out, I suppose, it, uh, outside, outside of that, uh, you know, when, when, if, or when do you think about taking Murden and, and what, you know, maybe do you want to see on your team beforehand? Like, are, are you able to first pick Murden um, or what you may be trying to avoid that your enemy has? Sure. The, the normal tank melting assassins you want to avoid taking Murden into, he, he does have, like I said, a pretty um, healthy health pool. Um, so he is one of those chunkier tanks up front and he relies heavily on that health pool. Um, yeah, you get armor from your dwarf toss. It's, it's not constant or sitting there all the time so you're not reducing um any damage coming in by any percentage you're just relying on straight health bar and then your trait to heal you up out of fights so um avoid him going into tychus because tychus will melt you really mm -hmm. fast um i think on maps like boe he's draftable early i don't think he's ever a first pick he's more of a, a niche type tank right now um He's had, like I said in the past, he's had ups where he was super powerful, um, where he was a little bit overtuned. Um, but right now, he's not. I think as you see um, more front-to-back play or pick pick comps coming in, um, he can be good because of his ability to escape certain things. Um, maps like Tomb and Cursed Hollow play well into his ability to leap in and surprise from hidden corridors or leap out and get away to those hidden corridors um but I, I don't think that you're ever prio picking him up in the top um you can pick him pretty early on like a map like boe because of his ability to just melt an immortal if you're stuck tanking in storm league and it's not something that you normally do um and you feel like you're gonna need to kind of help carry the team or, or carry through some of those you know objective phases Muradin is the way to go on BOE, so um, could be a high priority pick there. Still not first pick, I don't think. No, and again, like so, the, his best win rate maps. Taking a peek here at these is Tomb of the Spider Queen and Cursed Hollow, both above fifty percent. Um, right around the, the fifty point fifty, actually fifty and a half. Uh, and then Towers of Doom is his third best map, just sitting below 50% win rate. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think with that, so Tomb of the Spider Queen, Curse Hollow, and Towers of Doom all have standing still channel uh, abilities, whether it's um, for the curse, whether it's for uh, the, the shrines uh, on Towers of Doom, or um, just turning in uh, the spider gems, mm -hmm. where Murden has that gap close and the, the stun, where he can, I think he can kind of lend himself to... to stalling objectives and getting there and at least the ability to survive until his team can catch back up. Um, Absolutely. But then something along the lines of like Infernal Shrines, which is his worst map, uh, and maybe that's without that pierce, right? Like his Infernal Shrines at 45% win rate. Uh, mm -hmm. If he tries to stun and you know hits a, a Shrine minion uh, instead. Uh, and there's a lot of ways where if Murden goes in, it's just kind of a death pit. Uh, on on the shrines where just all the the AOE damage uh, just shreds him, I think, <laughs> and the rest of the team. Yeah, and there's kind of tanks that do what Murden does better on that map, right? Like if you're looking to get those spicy aggressive engages on on shrines, you're better off going Diablo there or even a Nubarak. Um, if you're looking to help clear the shrine, you've got heroes like Blaze, 
uh, Joanna May that can help out with the clear and, and zoning abilities, whereas Murden doesn't really have that. So uh, you can totally see why shrines would be down there on the maps for him. I'm surprised BOE wasn't up there. Um, but once again, there's just there's other tanks that kind of do tanking better, um, even on a map like BOE with Murden. If you're taking him on BOE, you're kind of giving up a little bit of that tanking uh role there right you're looking to help carry your team through objective phases which you know if you're trying to race it there's heroes like artanis and Vala that are going to race that uh mm -hmm. mortal down faster than you even with the q talents yeah it just gave me a second here to pull this up but it was uh fourth from the bottom actually 47 percent win rate for murder um yeah so in the bottom we, we need half. to educate our murden players that's, <laughs> they're doing something wrong there yeah I, I don't know if it'll let me uh so on hero's profile at least that's what we're we're using here but uh, again like if murden's doing the race what what else is you know the rest of the team so like i guess that's your yeah. only source of cc so if yeah, you're if you're spamming that to do the race right you're, you're taking him on a team that is already good at racing too so you can help win more right mm -hmm. like You've got Vala behind you. You've got Greymane behind you. So you can burn that down. And you're positioning for that objective early. Like, you're looking to race your attack side. You're not going to defend yours. You don't care of what they're what the other team's doing. You're just going to melt it faster than them. Yeah. But your point. team's all got to be on board with you. Mm -hmm. Or it just goes downhill real fast. Yeah, that's the problem with tanking. Again, like just be kind to your tanks, everybody. Like especially in Storm Please. League solo queue. Like Thank it's you. it's not their fault. No, just <laughs> uh, I mean, but, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Well, sure, sure. But at this at the same time, like they're they're picking up a role uh, that you know I would say I would assume like ninety percent of the player base doesn't want to play. Um, yeah, because yeah, most people can play Lily or Brightwing. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe not to the best of their ability, but again, you just have all the assassin mains uh, and, Br and even Bruiser, the Bruiser one tricks out there mm -hmm. doing their thing. And, uh... and the asthma one tricks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just split push AFK, asthma dance. Yeah. AFK forehead to the keyboard. We're mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And then there's those Malfurions that take deep roots. Damn Malfurions. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you that that's my vendetta this week. That, that's just, that's the only I'm thing on that's stuck. That's, I will just... ride that train with you till the end of time. <laughs> I don't know why they're every... picking it. And I'm I'm talking like four or five games, like yeah. And it, it was not even the you same. Yeah, like it wasn't even the same the same Alfarian player either. Like it, it was just like a realization where like. If that's like... not a nut punch, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea. Uh, anything else that you wanted to uh, bring up on Murden? I think that's a good. Uh, at least a good run through to get people started on uh, yeah. Murden there uh, and get uh, some comfortability there. Um, I think the biggest thing is practice your your storm bolts. You know, make sure that you're hitting those. That's the biggest thing. And then don't just spam storm bolt on cooldown. Hold it. He's a fun tank to play. He's pretty easy to get used to his abilities. He doesn't have anything tricky going on. So um, if you're looking to get into tanking. I wouldn't say that he is the best hero to get used to tanking because you will build very bad habits playing him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fun fun tank to play. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And I guess of the two, I'll ask. I'll just ask your opinion here. So what I'm thinking is next, not next week, because I will be actually out of town on vacation next week, mm -hmm. so there won't be an episode next week, um, which will give us a good, I guess, a good gap. But, like, so this is 
I know we mentioned uh, a, a few episodes back where you know, there's only the two tanks, just ETC and Murden that we've covered now. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. of the two quote-unquote easy tanks, I mean, which which one do you think would be better to put on, you know, say, your roster? So if you are queuing up for Steam Storm League and maybe have one tank uh, or one healer uh, of the ones we talked so far. So what I'm thinking is, is we can cover this uh, you know, on, on each individual tier uh, and then to gap this between this and medium because the rest of the tanks are always listed under medium. Um, it, but we'll t- we can talk a bit about uh, Taunt Variant, I think, uh, which will be the next one that we do break down. But of the ETC and the Murden, um, you know, which which do you have that preference for or, or which most people maybe at home should should add to the, the roster? Like my personal preference or? No, <laughs> um, no, no, I guess just, for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For players coming in, I, I would definitely recommend ETC. You're gonna you're gonna learn to tank on ETC the right way. Um, like I said, Murden's gonna kind of encourage you to build bad habits as a tank, as far as like diving the other team's back line. Um, you gotta draft him in the to the right scenarios too, because you can't just constantly leave your your back line wide open if you don't have sustaining assassins behind you or people that can take care of themselves or dive. Um, you don't want to be leaving your your squishies alone, you know. Um, so yeah, I would say ETC is the better tank to put onto your roster if you're trying to learn to tank because you'll build better habits. Um, rem- remember what Shred and Win- Shredded said and I said from last week too. Um, your Q is super, super powerful. You got long Q down- cooldowns on that, that ETC stuff and don't W every time you Q. <laughs> yeah, you it's fine. Yeah, and I, and I think even with his ultimates, I mean, it could be either or, but I think Mosh Pit uh, in, yeah. in the mid to lower levels is such a big call to action. It's a big, Huge. flashy ultimate, and, you know, your your assassins and damage dealers can be off in Narnia doing whatever, yeah. and they hear that ult go off, uh, and then they know it's, it's party time, and then they step up, and, and they can dump the damage in there. And I just I think Mosh Pit... Yeah, and then level 20 going death mosh, I mean, you get two. So even if it does get interrupted and you die, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it still goes off and Starts you still have over. a chance. Yep. So I just think, I think, I think to your point there, I think it should be ETC of the two. Not to say that you shouldn't learn how to play Murden, because I think, you know, even, you know, this past weekend in CCL, you know, Lobber, I think, yeah, yes. game one, he did play uh, Murden and he went Dwarf Toss at level one. Yep. On Cursed Hollow. Hollow. Yeah, which yeah. we mentioned was a decent map for him, able to stall. Uh, but we'll start some map strategies here uh, coming up shortly uh, where, you know, maybe some of these heroes that we talk about have, uh, you know, better maps than uh, than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. I think that will wrap it up for this week, Casey. Anything else that maybe you wanted to touch base on we skipped over or, or wanted to add uh, to this week's episode? I'm just enjoying our times together, Dax. You know, um, I know Weenus likes to play the clip of me talking about showing you my chonies all the time. And so I just (laughs) want to remind you that one of these days it will happen. Slide. um, (laughs) DMs are open. Yes. Yes, I I know. I'm just waiting for the perfect time to just shock the world. No. (laughs) There there we go. But yeah, just enjoying our time together. Uh, uh, Really, really enjoying uh, doing this podcast thing and uh excited to keep it going man i i just in, enjoy the atmosphere and the fun that we're having and the banter we get to do um you know we haven't we haven't really brought up your rainer one trick memes yet and, <laughs> that we had in in uh in our twitter battle but 
hopefully we'll, we'll have that coming up as well. Yeah, he should be, you know what, we'll put him on the back burner for now, speaking of Rainer, because yes. in the, uh, there was, another, again, another Reddit comment in, I don't know if you saw this, but so uh, a Reddit poster had posted uh, that they were just asking why, and it wasn't like a doom saying, it just seemed to be like waves where we get blue posts, uh, so, and then actually the new, um, I think it's Co- Kofax, I think is his, is his name, is the the potential new... Okay. Uh, Blizzdev, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he said depending on where everyone is at in the patch, or 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 where it's at in the patch. So uh, pre-patch time, like he's pretty much done work; it's not out yet. So that's when he and the other devs have time. Where if it's mid-patch, they're trying to fix whatever they can. They don't really know what the fix is or when the fix is coming, depending on mm-hmm. what they need. So they don't, they don't engage with the community then. Um, and then, you know, towards the end of the patch, they're still working on finishing up, uh, you know, the next, the next patch. So it was, is an insight there. Uh, and then somebody actually asked about if they were going to revert uh, the damage back into Rainer. And it says that, uh, and they did mention that they are looking at buffing Rainer uh, back up since he fell quite dramatically so maybe the rainer one trick yeah so maybe the rainer one trick is will be back on and available and then when we talk about rainer uh i'll gush about all of the talents and just how much i like playing that hero um can't wait (laughs) but uh yeah so if if you like the podcast guys you can go ahead and give us a follow at soak to 20 uh on the on twitter soak to 20 at gmail.com if you want to ask us any questions if if you have any particular hero questions any map strategies or anything else like that again don't be afraid to ask us i'll ask the questions we'll find the answers for you uh again we're just all out here just looking to gain some knowledge um and then pinned on the twitter will be our discord um so you go ahead and jump in there a couple people i saw jumped into that as well uh again just looking to build that community we can get some questions in there uh too and uh yeah i guess anything else before i get into thank yous uh, here, case from me before before we get on out of here. I just want to thank the audience and uh, thank everyone that's given us listens and questions. And thank you, Dax. And yeah, thank you for fun for uh, encouraging you to put your voice out there in the Twitterverse <laughs> and enticing me along for this ride. Yeah, absolutely. Th- thanks for joining me. Definitely reach out to them uh, either Q for fun on Twitter or uh, or Annalise. Usually books all the guests. I know they have a great. Uh, uh, Pride Month is upon us, and they have a good handful of known um, people from the community joining them on the next episode. Uh, so it should be a good listen. Uh, but yeah, they want to have they want for me to be on there in the summer. In the summer, hey, that will mm-hmm. that will work, and uh, I'll give that one a listen here as well. Uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and start this outro. So we are going to thank Winking Fox for for our outro here uh club moses for the intro graphico for our logo and as casey said thank you to the listeners uh for being here without you guys we wouldn't be here as well and we'll see you next time that's enough come heroes my hollow awaits you